Welcome to Widowed Too Soon. I'm Michelle Bader, and I'm sitting here with my co-host and good friend, Mark Massaro. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. How are you, Michelle? Pretty good. So what has been going on since we last did the podcast? Oh, goodness. Uh, The most awesome vacation I've ever been on, probably. Um, Nice. One of them, for sure. Uh, So I mentioned we were on the last podcast that I was renting an RV. Yes. And uh, that we were going to go on a vacation. So we started off by going to Knott's Berry Farm. Nice. So uh, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's an amusement park in Southern California here. Um, we went there and actually did not know. I spent a bunch of money on the tickets, got mm-hmm. there at about three o'clock and asked them about because right now it's um, not scary farm. They do oh, the okay. like where they scare mm-hmm. the heck out of you at night. Yeah, never been to it, but uh, I've heard it's pretty scary. Um, they told us that the park closes at five. Uh-uh. So <laughs> I paid all this money for the tickets and we only got two hours, but it was plenty of time. It was cool. Um, and then uh, started hitting the road and found out that it's actually hard to just pull into a campground and mm-hmm. say, I want a spot for the night. You have to have reservations. Yes, so you didn't know. We, I did not know that. <laughs> so, so we awesome. spent the first two nights in hotels <laughs> oh, uh, with an RV. Because <laughs> I, I well, love I was, that. <laughs> we were parked at a Walmart parking lot because yeah, I was that. told that you can park at Walmart. Right, that's what lot. I've heard. Not true. So a security guard came up to us and knocked on the door and yeah. came out and told us that we had to leave because uh, Walmart doesn't do that anymore. And oh. that not only that, that we were in a really bad area. Oh, he okay. He gets guns and knives pulled on <laughs> oh, him almost every no. night. Okay. And uh, he's all, you'll be fine. Just he's all, you can go over there to the Carl's Jr. And they won't bother you. It was like 50 feet away. Yeah. I'm like, really? So I have to like pack <laughs> all of it up and drive like five spaces over. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about doing that. And he's, all, I mean, you will hear people trying to open the compartments and open oh my the door, gosh. but just keep everything locked. And I'm no. like, yeah, no, I'm good, dude. Uh, my kids. He was like, he's all just come out with authority and be like, get away from my stuff, you know? And I'm like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go get a hotel. That's <laughs> so probably a smart idea. Yeah. The first two nights in different hotels as we mm-hmm. were traveling. Um, but it was cool. It was part of the adventure. Yeah. Uh, the first room that they checked us into, uh, we went into the room mm-hmm. and there were no beds. There was oh. no TV. There was a what? part in there. There was paint. There was all kinds of the cabinets were open. Drawers were missing. I'm like, why? I went back down to the front desk. I was like, um, that room is under construction. Oh my goodness. He's like, oh gosh. And the security guards all, what room? And I was like, uh, I think it was 306. He's all, yeah, that room's under construction still. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the lady's like, I'm so sorry. And she ended up giving us another room and it was all good. Uh, but anyways, headed up north, um, north of me. It's south for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, headed up north and went to um, Morro Bay oh. and Big Sur with like the Redwoods. We took PCH up um, through Big Sur. It was the most gorgeous drive I've ever been on. Nice. Uh, there were 5,000 foot cliffs that was just Whoa. straight above the ocean. It was amazing. But I'm driving this big old RV, you know, so I had to, it took me a long time to get everywhere. Um, but it was awesome. And then went from there to uh santa cruz oh nice and it was beautiful there and then you know headed back home and stopped at a place called uh pyramid lake for one more night because i didn't want to make i got to i got just to the outside of la Uh at like 4 15 in the afternoon oh i'm like i'm not (laughs) driving through la right now (laughs) 
And uh, so and that was on a Friday. So like the traffic's even worse. So uh, yeah, I camped for one more night. But anyways, it was awesome. It was super cool. We did s'mores like every other night. Nice. Campfires and met a bunch of people and had a really good time. It was super cool. Um, so that was the gist of my week. What about nice. you? What, what have you been up to? Uh, well, first of all, I just wanted to say that I'm proud of you for taking the kids. That's a hard thing to do, Thank you, you know, as a single parent to do that and take small kids. And that when the cruise was canceled, you didn't just give up. Like you were like, I'm still going to do this, you know, and your kids will have these amazing memories for their whole life of when daddy drove the RV and sang and it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I mentioned to Michelle that, uh, (laughs) My kids loathe my singing. <laughs> they said, Daddy, you're the worst singer in the world. <laughs> I'm sure a few of our guests agree with that. <laughs> no, you're not but, the worst um, singer in the world. I am. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. It was just, it made for fun jokes because, you know, that made me sing more. Right? Like, you don't like my singing. <laughs> like, stop it. That's awesome. I was torturing them with it. It was great. Oh my gosh. It was a good so time. along that line, um, so Haley, my daughter, my 15 year old has a TikTok account too. And she's like, we were early to pick up Peyton from football. And she was like, Hey, let's do a TikTok." I'm like, sure. So we do this like karaoke one of me and her singing, don't stop believing. And it's like, actually our voice, it's not like, <laughs> and then she, the title is when, you know, you didn't get your voice from your mom, your good voice from your mom or something. And it was all about my horrible singing. Burn. I know, but it was really cute. We did a little TikTok, and then, um, yeah, it was fun. So um, Peyton, my 13 year old had his first football game ever, which nice. was awesome. He just decided a few weeks ago, like, Hey, I want to play football. He's never played before. And, um, there's a little grief involved with this. Like when I was taking him home from practice the other day. He said, Hey, do you think that if daddy never got sick and he was still alive, he'd be one of my coaches? And mm. I was like, yeah, I do. And I said, is that because a lot of your friends, dads are coaches? And he goes, yeah, like all of them. So he's been, he's been seeing his friends with their dad's coaching yeah. and then it, it's bringing up grief for him. And then just even watching his game was like grief for me because I'm not into football, but Luke would have loved it. Like he got to watch um, Hayden play one season and he loved it. And so it was kind of bittersweet, you know, just knowing that Luke would have loved watching him, you know, play. Mm. So, so that was fun, but also a little bit of grief. Um, what position is he playing? Does he have a position yet? The guy on the field. I don't know. The guy um, on the field. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I, running back, maybe. I have no idea. Oh, nice. He was, it was like his first game. So we only did a little bit. He was like special teams. They don't, I don't know. Okay. Kicking team. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I missed the beginning because I had to pick up Haley from school and he said he almost tackled somebody. So I was like, oh, oh I okay. missed it. And I'm like, are you okay? Did you get hurt? <laughs> like, I'm fine. And he's been like, he threw up one day and like he was all excited and they were like, yeah, you joined the poop club. Like it was like a big deal. <laughs> And I was telling a friend and my friend was like, yeah, Luke would be proud. That's like a big deal. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about all that stuff. Um, so when you overexert is... yourself, you throw up. Yes. Yes. Like I got that, but I just was like, okay, that's like a football thing, I guess. I mean, you know, I threw up a little bit, I think here and there in soccer, like in Texas <laughs> when it was really hot. Hey, we did some, like a lot of running. Yeah, no, I'm just laughing because I feel like we should have warned people what we're going to be talking oh, about. <laughs> I wasn't planning on talking about it. It's just what's coming up in my mind. Before right here now. and there. <laughs> here and there. So anyways, that's kind of what's been going on there. Let's see what else. Uh, I went to line dancing for the second week in a row. 
and nice. it was super fun. We have this like local place that gives free lessons, mostly older women that go so fun. And I bought my first pair of cowboy boots. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I'm committed now. They were not cheap. Uh, a friend and I, who she's going to start line dancing. We went out to this place called the boot barn because they're really hard. There. to. They have them where you live too. Yeah. A lot of them. Okay. That's where I, I got my work boots. Nice. Yeah. Okay. They have those kind of boots too. It was like amazing. I was like, this is like Disneyland of boots, like everywhere. <laughs> I had to yep. do a little, I did a little dance TikTok while I was there too. Of course it was so fun. And I found these really cute boots. And so like, I'm in it, I'm committed. What did you stand on inside a boot barn to dance on? <laughs> I, didn't. I was just in the aisle with all the boots. I should have though. And there were people walking yeah. around. I didn't care. It was fun. And cool. I learned there are different kinds of boots. There's like, yeah, cowboy work boots. And then there are dancing boots that slide better. So I got some of the slides. So like mm. I tried them on the wood and you like turn around, they go, woo. That was How do they, go? they go, woo. I knew that was coming. <laughs> And so that was really fun. Um, just getting out there and like learning to do something I love and then having friends join me. And so, yeah, that's been really fun. Let's see what else I've been working on my speaking career booked a grief event, um, with our guest Stacy from a little while back, she'll be hopefully speaking and another friend and just kind of working on that kind of stuff. And yeah, so it's been good. Of course, TikTok's growing, which is fun. And always good. <laughs> it's always good. And I don't think I stood on anything recently in the last week. Gonna have to get back Stacking. on that. I know. I know. I have that should be days. your niche. I stand on things. <laughs> I stand on things. Like my bio just says, I stand on things. <laughs> so that's been fun, like for real, connecting with people. Um, I know some of you listeners came from TikTok. So thank you. We appreciate you. So Let's get into our topic this week, which is parenting through grief. So we know that not all of you are parents of kids that live at home or maybe not parents at all, but a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about can apply to other relationships that you have. So Mark and I have kids different ages. So this is really good because we can talk about different things. So my kids, just for a refresher, are 13, 15, and 17. And how old are your kids, Mark? I mean, I think I know. Five and eight. Just want to make sure I got it right. Um, So we can talk to you guys about a whole bunch of different things. So let's start with this question, Mark. What has been the most challenging thing in the last little over a year for you um, about parenting your kids through the grief process? Hmm. Or like the hardest. I don't. Thing. Yeah, I don't know if I could specifically say what has been the hardest because there's been moments. Or some hard things. Yeah. But some hard things. Um, just when it, it's more so my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. but just when she like misses mommy. Yes. Um, or when she has questions about like you know why did she have to get sick and um things like that and like you mentioned earlier yeah uh, if you know there's questions like if mommy didn't get sick do you think she'd be proud of me right you know things like that and those are always so difficult but I've personally learned to just like hit them head on and Mm. and very direct and be very open about it and um not at all like beat around the bush and like so when for example um last night, actually, uh, she found, and I've showed it to her before, but she found this book that I have in my closet. That's, um, there's one for each one of them. Mm. And there are letters from mommy inside of it that, um, she got these books from Amazon when she knew she had cancer. Right. And, um, 
she she always knew that she i mean she believed that she was going to be healed but she always right. knew that <clears throat> she might die from this right so she took actions um that's awesome so she wrote letters and um alexis wanted me to read one of the letters to her last night and um it was very heartbreaking for me right because she was such an amazing uh, aside from how amazing she was to me she was such an amazing mother mm-hmm. and she was just uh like one of the the letter that i read to her is the things i want for you as you grow up mm. Mm. and she just had all these great ideas and um you, you know what can can i actually uh grab it real quick yeah it's right behind me it'll just be a second sorry no problem Okay, I'm so sorry. I actually Alexis uh, took it to her room, I believe. Um, But I so I grabbed Luke's. But just to Mm. give you, yeah, idea. I'd love to hear this. Yeah, uh, this one is titled "To Luke." um, My wishes for you are that you would grow up to be a strong, godly man like your dad. He is Mm. wonderful example of how to treat people and live in relationship with Jesus. I wish that you will find success and stability and pursue dreams. I wish for lots of fun in your life. I wish that you'll stay friends with your sister. I wish that you get a good education and gain lots of skills as you grow. I'm already proud of you now. And you're just three, Mm. four years old in three months. You're very happy and easygoing. You play independently very well. And anyone who ever babysits you says they have so much fun with you. I wish for God's will in your life. I hope that includes a wife and children when you're older. I pray that you never deal with major illness. Mm -hmm. I pray you find good friends who are loyal to you. I pray that God directs your steps. Love mommy. And they're just these um, really cool little letters and there's a bunch of pages. So I won't keep reading them, but there's Mm. um, what I want you to know about me. Oh, I love Um, it. The world I want to give you is one really special thing about you is on the day you were born, uh, your first home was like this. This is your idea of a good time. I laugh when you, my impressions of you, my first impressions of you were all the things I hope you'll try someday. So it's a really cool little book. It's called letters to my baby right now, read later, treasure forever, treasure forever, a paper time capsule. So um, when I read those and now Lacey didn't have the ability to complete the whole books, unfortunately, um, you know, unfortunately for the children, but, um, I just read those and it, it's so difficult for me because it just reminds me of how incredible she was and how much, how much better off the kids would have been if they still had her in their Mm. lives. And um, so that's to answer your question, that's probably been the most difficult thing for me is just fielding questions. And then also when there's moments where they realize that they don't have a mom right? um, at different events or things when it's like, Oh, bring your mommy. And they have to say, I don't have a mommy. Um, Those are, really hard because I can, I can see it in their face. They're strong, really kind, loving children, but they're, especially my daughter, her heart is very, very tender and sensitive. And 
Um, she can just wake up crying in the middle of the night that she misses mommy and she never like uses it. I'm so proud of her. She never uses it for her advantage or like to get out of a tough situation. She never like gets in trouble and like uses mommy as like an excuse or anything like that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, how about, how about for you? Well, first I want to, I want to share, um, I had a book with Luke too. I was just looking, I found some of the pages on my phone that I want to share. Um, it was called my father's story and we would sit down. We did it probably the last couple months of his life. He wouldn't do, I wanted to do videos. He's like, I can't do that. What am I supposed to say? Sorry, I'm dead. That's what he told me. I was like, mm. no, like he couldn't think that far ahead. You know? Yeah. Um, and he wouldn't do the letters. I bought the letters. He wouldn't fill them out, but I did find the book and he would sit down with me and I would voice record. And so I have all the voice recordings. Mm. And then I would write it down and I'm not even sure he knew I did the voice recordings. I just pushed record on there and I did it. And so we did get like, um, what do you want to say to each one of the kids on their graduation day? So I have that and and they know that like Hayden's going to graduate this year. Well, 2022. So this school year, and he knows that on that day, he will get a voice recording from his dad as well as I'm going to write it all out, like in a card, maybe or something. That's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to do like, what do you want to say on their wedding day? Like that was the next question. Actually, I asked him like two days before he died and he's like, I'm too tired. And so we never finished that. But this one has like a lot of memories. Um, I have pictures on my phone because for I think my mother-in-law's birthday last year, I printed out a lot of these for her. Like the, they're like memories of different things. I think the ones that I have here, um, like this is just cute. It says this was on May 12th. So it was 11 days before he died. Uh, what was your favorite fad from your generation? <laughs> what fad was the most embarrassing? He wrote, my favorite fad was wearing camo to school and all my buddies wore it from fourth to sixth grade, Travis and everyone. So this means a lot to his mom who knows these people. All the jocks started wearing it. I liked what I liked <laughs> and <laughs> some of something I can't read what I wrote. Um, and I was proud of it. And then he wrote no fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, did you ever skip school? If you did, why? I mostly just took a long lunch and skipped the next period. It's just like cute little memories. So the kids will get to know more about like his childhood, like things I would never know. Like I wouldn't remember. Oh, I love this one. What do you think is the most important role slash task of a father? to instill the values of Christ. So these are his words to instill the values of Christ first and everything else will be a piece of cake. Obey your mother and father. He used to say this to the kids, be nice to brother and sister. Like I used to tell Hayden, always try to be nice to others because you never know how you will need their help in the future. So he just had little things. Um, there are words of wisdom. Yeah. One more. What is the one thing you want people to remember most about you? And this was on May 6th, right before he died a few weeks, the, that people can feel the Lord around me. They can tell something's different about me. They see God through me. And see, it's just like precious to like have these, you know, and I, and I want to be sensitive to the people out there who they had sudden deaths and they, they didn't have these, you know? And so what I would recommend for you is like writing down memories, like um, for your kids, like special things you did with them, like remember, like everything that you can him or her so that you will have those memories written down before you forget or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the way that if you, you know, for those people that have the sudden or, or maybe didn't even, you know, plan, um, you know, we're too, too wrapped up and everything going on to even think about this right. stuff. Um, but to write down like the way that he or she felt 
about the children mm. because yes, that's you may good. think you'll remember, but I can tell you as, as time is already, and it's not even been that long, you know, I've talked mm-hmm. to people, you know, you have too, but I mean, I've talked to people that have been married now 10, 12, 15 years, or excuse me, widowed 10, right. 12, 15 years. Um, and one thing that I've heard um, is that you forget and I mm-hmm. can already see that to be true and not, not like, I don't know, there's still a lot that's like, you know, that I, I don't feel like I'll ever forget, but like, there's just certain things that I don't feel like I can remember. Um, like I used to be able to, like, I have to think really hard now to think about what her laugh sounded like. Like, mm, I think yeah. I can, I think I can like, picture at any time but like when I really think about it I have to focus to like remember what her laugh was like and I remember the style of laugh but to remember what it sounded like yeah I'm trying to do that right now with Luke and it goes so these things Mm -hmm. they start to fade as you know you have I mean because my mom is still alive but my mom moved away when I was 16 and I've only seen her a handful of times since Mm -hmm. then and um I forget a lot about her like mm-hmm. so it's just being away being separated from somebody you just tend to forget so I would recommend um you know if you have fresh memories of yeah you know, what either what your significant other wanted for your children or how the how they felt um you know when the kids were born and things like that like write all of it down somewhere in some kind of journal or type it in a Microsoft Word document or something like that um just to have it and mm-hmm even if you think you will remember, cause it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's, so, it's so precious. Like, even though I could tell it hurt Alexis, like, I know it was really precious to her. Right. She's been carrying the book around all day today. Like oh, I showed it girl. to her a while ago right. and I actually found, um, I was looking for a, a picture of Lacey a few weeks back to show somebody, um, a particular photo, um, actually of her with a tarantula on her face. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I couldn't find the picture, but I did find a bunch of letters from Lacey in Alexis's baby album, a bunch of letters that she wrote her at three months, six months, Mm, nine months. And, um, this is what you're doing now. This is what you're like Mm. and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this is obviously before, way before she knew she had cancer, got it. I don't know how that works, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So anyways, it's, uh, those things are treasured. I, I have Mm -hmm. every every letter, every card that we ever wrote to one mm, another right, um, because too. of her, fortunately, <laughs> um, I'm not really, I, I saved like the big ones yeah, um, intentionally, but she saved like everything. She's yeah. like, Oh, like I'll save that. And so I have this box of letters from when we were dating and um, wow. all kinds of stuff. So, but um, so I don't think you ever, I didn't answer the question the answer. Yeah. Oh, what's been know. really difficult. For me, I think it was in the very, very beginning, um, like days after Luke passed away and people were telling my oldest that he was now the man of the house. And I know they did it Mm. with good intentions to be like, you're the man of the house now, you know, but it confused him with what his role is. Well, then like, I can tell the other kids what to do. I can tell, you know, like it just, it was very confusing time. And so I think that was definitely with him specifically the most challenging time because everyone kept telling him. So 
my advice is like, don't tell people, don't say that to kids when their parents die, that you're, you know, you're the man of the house now, or you're the woman, the house, you know, whatever, because they also don't need that pressure to fill that role. And so I know that people that told him that meant well, but it was very confusing, very challenging. That was the hardest time the first few months. Um, cause he was acting out a lot and like taking out his grief in that way. Um, and I mean, things are a lot better now with him, but that was definitely the most challenging. And then, yeah, just as things come up, like we're in senior year and I'm having some grief stuff about Luke should be here. He was here for kindergarten. He should be here for senior year. Like, you know, like it just, and then this football stuff I talked about. So I think it's more like, um, events that come up, you know, things for Haley. Like she even asked me a question today. What do I say to my friend? My friend just said to me, what, what do your mom and dad think about the something? And I was like, she's like, I don't know how to answer. Cause I don't want to, I'm like, just say, well, my mom thinks that, and what if she says about, what about your dad? And he's just, I'm like, well, you can tell you. Cause she's like, I don't want to tell her in a text. I just, that's just awkward. And so just little, little things that like then yeah. your, kids, your kids have to deal with that kids don't know. And like the situations, you know, and I get emails sometimes like addressed to me and to Luke um, from school because they haven't updated and teachers don't know. This isn't about parenting, but just kind of a grief thing. Um, I got the mail. I'm sure we've all experienced like mail triggers, <laughs> like the things you get in the mail. Mm-hmm. So I got two letters addressed to Luke offering him life insurance. So kind of funny, like in the TikTok, I was like, we just have to laugh about these things. You're I all got, take it. <laughs> I know. And then this one's hilarious. It was his credit score, which is way higher than mine, by the way. It was like, <laughs> you have great credit. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how does he have the good? I don't know. That was confusing to me, like how his credit score had gone up since he's been gone i don't know and the That's my, income ratio right? i have no idea <laughs> and then he got um a good driver's discount offered to him like a bunch of wow. stuff yeah he got all Bro, these you've been stuff. driving great <laughs> no accidents in uh 16 months so it's just like you have to laugh but anyways going back to parenting i definitely think it's like the events that come up they're like man i wish they were here i'm sure yep. people can relate Um, or yeah, people, when you have to tell, you meet new people and you have to tell them or your kids have to tell them like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a mom. I don't have a dad or, you know, whatever. Mm. It's awkward. Um, it comes up a lot. Yeah, it does. And I think for me, it's just, yeah. When I feel it's like, there's two kinds of grieving, like you grieve for yourself and your loss, and then you grieve for your kids. And I feel like the kids one is even more heartbreaking, like Mm. just, um, not to sound, you'll understand what I'm saying. We can get new spouses. No one will ever replace them. We could get new spouses. They are not going to get a new mom or dad. And right. I mean, yours are littler, so they may call someone else mom or dad. I mean, I mean mom, not dad. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do you, but Okay. But what I'm saying, mine are older, so they probably never will, but, um, they will never get a new, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you you get it. And I'm sure people listening. And so my heart breaks for them in a different way. Yeah. They, cause I still have my mom and dad, thankfully. And it's hard for me to like, imagine what if I had lost one of them when I was a kid, like Mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to imagine. And so it's my heart breaking for them. Oh, I've only been to a wedding like one time since Luke passed away. I know we've talked about this, but like the grief that comes with that, like for me, it was all about who's walking Haley down the aisle and like thinking about all of that stuff, which I don't need to worry about. God's going to provide like the right person at the right time. But just, and when the dad was giving the daughter a toast, I was just like, oh, like, 
Luke won't be here to do that, you know, but it's okay. You know, God is going to provide. So I think those moments have been the hardest for sure. Um, just when my heart breaks for them. So let's talk about what are some strategies that we use in our parenting to, to help them cope. Like I know just for example, keeping their memory alive. I know both of you and I do this, like talking about our loved ones, telling stories. Like what are some things that you do to kind of like help with the grief process? So I, I bring up mommy often. I don't ever make it like a taboo to bring it up. Right. That's good. Um, Because I know from experience, you don't forget, you know, Mm -hmm. my kids don't forget particularly Alexis. Luke was very young. Um, he, he remembers mommy, but not nearly right. Like Alexis does, you know, but, um, I, I bring her up and I'm like, you know, who did that really well? Your mommy, like mm. your mommy did that. And let me tell you why. And, or I'll tell them funny stories. Like, um, so for example, <laughs> I was just talking about this on our trip. I told Alexis I, and, uh, Luke, Luke, I think had fallen asleep or, I don't know. He's not as interested in the stories, but right. um, I said, you know, it was something really funny that your mommy used to do. And, and Alexis goes, what? And I was like, well, the first couple of years we were married, you know, we were getting to know it. Well, we, we'd been dating five years, but we never lived yeah. together until we were married. So, you know, right. there's certain things you don't know about somebody else. Um, so when I eat food, I tend to put what I like the most off to the side of my plate so that those can be <laughs> the last tastes I have in my mouth. That's funny. <laughs> Lacey used to think that that was the food I didn't want. And so she'd always be like, oh, do you not want that? And she's like, oh, this is like the best part. Oh, you don't like this? Oh, oh. that's like the best part. And I let her do it for years. Without time. <laughs> for three years about, because yeah, we were in our apartment then we got our condo. I think it was about, two maybe it was in between two and three years I never said anything mm-hmm. I just let her eat all my good food oh my god so goodness. finally um after she took uh I was saving this really nice piece of my ribeye it was like mm-hmm. I like the fatty pieces mm. like I think it's the tasty part <laughs> I said sorry for the vegetarians and vegans out there uh I set that off to the side of my plate and she's like, oh my gosh. And she just grabbed it and eat it. And I was like, um, time to tell her <laughs> final straw. Uh, okay. There's something I have to confess to you. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I told and she's like, oh my gosh, you've been letting me do that for years. I was like, mm-hmm. I know. So anyways, I told Alexis that story and she was just busting up laughing. So that's, that's one of the strategies I use is, um, I never shy away from anything. And right. That's good. Anytime that she wants to talk about it to people, no matter how awkward it is, uh, I let her because mm-hmm. she always asks me. It's so sweet. She's like, can I tell them what happened to mom? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, you can. It's okay. And, um, you know, cause I'm like, this is good for her heart. And if people have to deal with some awkwardness for come, they can handle it. Cause they get yeah. to go back to their regular normal lives after this, for the most part, most people, you know, um, I haven't met anybody that's like, oh, I lost my husband too, or whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, cause it's usually women that Alexis wants to tell. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whether it's cashiers at the grocery store or, um, whatever the situation might be, it comes up pretty often where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, what does your mommy think about that? And oh. she's like, actually, I don't, daddy, can I tell her? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. Like, I don't have a mommy. She died. And usually people handle it pretty well. That's good. Um, we were in the pharmacy and I was picking up some medication for Alexis when she had all those bug bites. If anybody yeah. remembers talking mm-hmm. about that and it, 
as I talked about at that time, it brought me grief because that was the same pharmacy I used to go to to pick up all Lacey's medications. Mm, and yeah. I knew like all of the employees that worked yeah. there. And uh, I just knew the drill, like the back of my hand. There's a woman behind us and um, she, Alexis, you know, the lady said something and Alexis said, can I tell her? And she said, can I tell her what happened to mommy? And the woman like picked up on it. And so yeah. she knelt down, Aww. she got down on her knee and she's like, what happened to your mommy? Oh, with sweet. before Alexis even gave me before I even gave her permission yeah like, she was already like yeah it's okay like tell me yeah and she's like my mommy died from cancer and mm. she's like I am so sorry sweetheart and she's like I hope this is okay with your daddy um can I know your name so I can pray for you oh sweet. and I was like thank you that's awesome mm-hmm. yes please pray for us and she's like I will I'm gonna be praying for you guys in the name of Jesus and I was like oh that's awesome awesome and so I've I've learned that um like not only allowing them to talk about it, but bringing it up. Like mm-hmm. I just bring it up whenever, whenever I think of mommy and um, you know, I bring it up all the time. And I think that's proven to be um, pretty successful yeah. as far as, you know, helping them cope with grief. Mm-hmm. Cause they know it's okay. They know it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell them, Hey, I'm sad. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just missing mommy right now. And mm-hmm. um, I just remembered something mommy did. It just like makes me sad that she's not here anymore. And Alexis goes, I know how you feel. And, you know, I don't know. It's just yeah. that we just talk about it openly. So I'd say that's probably the number. What about for you, though? What strategies and skills um, uh, have you acquired? It's probably about the same as far as talking about him all the time. Or like, I mean, I'm always saying, oh, daddy would have loved this. And like you know, we just talk about different things that he would like, or yeah, we tell stories. Like I've told them like stories they didn't know, you know, from Mm. when your dad and I met in high school and we were in home ec together and, you know, like just telling them stories and, um, yeah, just really giving them the chance to talk about what's going on. And once in a while, they will be bring up grief stuff on their own, not as much anymore. Uh, but I'll ask them sometimes like, you know, how are you feeling about stuff? And it's just giving in that, um, open place to talk about it and explaining, like I had to explain this to my youngest, that my counselor told me that if you stuff it down, you don't talk about it. It's like constipation and you're going to explode. So you need to talk about it and letting Mm. them express it in different ways. So my oldest two, they both do it through music. One's a rapper, the other one sings and just giving them the chance to express what, and a lot of their songs are about their dad and missing him and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And, you know, I don't, I don't know how Peyton does it so much, but just giving them that chance, um, you know, to do that. And whether that's through like younger kids, maybe it's through art to draw what they're feeling or make things that they're feeling, um, or, you know, just giving kids the chance to express themselves through, you know, I kind of know this from being a teacher through play, through different ways that, you know, they can just kind of share how they're feeling asking them like for little kids, like having, um, it's kind of a teaching strategy, but like the different faces, like the sad face, the happy, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling? Like with, they're really young, like, how are you feeling today about missing mommy, you know, or whatever, just like being able to get them to communicate, you know, cause with, with Luke, it would be more like that in your Luke, like something like more simple, you know, how are you feeling about this or whatever. And a lot of his grief is probably, it's completely different because he's so young and it may come out later, Mm. you know, in in different ways, but just always letting them know that we are a safe space to talk about their parents, you know, so I always, my kids know they can talk about their dad or they can ask me questions like, 
what do you think about this? And, or what do you think daddy would have thought about this? And if it's something that from his childhood, I'm like, let's ask grandma. I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. giving them permission to ask other people about them, like, so that we, that's smart. Right. So that we get like the full history, whatever they want to know. And I don't know, like his childhood as well. I just know what he's told me. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that, um, you know, I haven't done a lot of the like counseling strategies. Um, I know there's places, but when we were going through it, it was like major COVID, everything shut down. And so they didn't have, I know other people like Stacy, who was a guest, she went through stuff like with her whole family where they would go and meet, like the kids would meet with other kids that have been through grief and then she would meet the adults, you know, so there's programs like that you can plug into. But I think the biggest thing is um, to let them know it's okay to talk about them Mm. and to keep talking about him and like looking at pictures and just like keep the memory alive. Like there's a difference, you know, I went, I went through this, like trying to figure out what's the difference between having a shrine to Luke with all these pictures in my old house to like still talking about it. And it kind of like, I took down a lot when I moved, like, I don't need like so many, you know, it's the same thing. Like we don't want to like idolize them and like talk about them too much, but yet we want to make it a safe spot to talk about them. So that's, you know, that's really that. And then letting them still be connected to like the in-laws, you know, the their family, you know, for me, it's, you know, Luke's family, letting them still, they like to go visit their cousins and, um, we're going to do Christmas with them like two days after Christmas and like still being involved with that side of the family, I think is super, super. I know you do that too. You're very close with your in-laws. Yeah. Well, I I mean, they're the way I look at it is like, they're, they're, they didn't stop being family. Exactly. Like to the, as far as they're, I mean, they're blood related, you know? Right. So yeah, it's, I think it's important to, um, I mean, I, I, I think it's great for me too, to still have a relationship with Mm -hmm. them, but, um, particularly for the kids, it's important that they Mm -hmm. have that connection because there's a lot of things that my, uh, in-laws can tell my kids that I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you're saying, like, I didn't know her when she was a little kid. I mean, I've learned a lot, but I don't, you know. I don't know, (laughs) but, uh, I just, I just want to encourage people too, that are in the beginning and, um, maybe going, you know, maybe they're figuring this stuff out for themselves. It feels very uncomfortable at first to randomly bring up your spouse out of thin air. At -hmm. first, I remember that Mm -hmm. because you're not sure if you're just going to trigger them. Yeah. Not sure if you're going to trigger grief for them. Um, let me encourage you that, you're not going to just no. automatically trigger grief. And if somehow you do, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing because those feelings are in there, whether they let it out right then or whether yeah. they let it out on their own some other time, those feelings are in there. They're not going to forget. Um, they're not not thinking about it just because they're not talking about it. And I would strongly urge you to just bring it up. Just bring up your spouse. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, did you know mommy or daddy did this? Did mm-hmm. you know that you remind me of like, yes. for, in my case, I'm like, do you know that you remind me so much of your mommy when you do this? Really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because your mommy had a really generous heart too. And how you love to serve people like that's your mommy loved to mm-hmm. do that. And so, um, just bring it up. I, but I, I can, I can say for, it might not be this way for everybody, but if anybody is feeling this way, I can tell you, I can relate. It does feel awkward to just bring it up mm-hmm. out of nowhere at mm-hmm. first. Um, you get used to it and you, you kind of learn that it's okay to just bring them up at yeah. any random time, but it's mm-hmm. kind of scary at first. Cause you're like, Oh, they're so happy right now. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. trigger something. And, um, I think it's good I think because it's good. what we feel. 
We can heal. <laughs> Come on, so, I'm trying to lip it along with you. Oh, I thought your microphone went silent for a second. I'm like, no, there's a glitch. I, guess. I was lipping it. What we heal, we can, we can heal. heal. It's, so it's really good. True. And yeah. it's the same thing for our kids. We want them to feel the feelings. We don't want them to stop it and never talk about it until they're an adult. Yeah. And then they're like, I've never dealt with my parents' grief, my parents' death. Like we want them to. Yeah. Um, I think some of the other important things are to also like make them feel safe because they have a fear of you going away too, because their mm. other parent died. And so mm -hmm. just doing your best to make them feel safe that like, I'm not sick, you know, like, yeah. oh, like if you get sick, they're like worried, like, you know, and to try to just like reassure them everything's okay. And all of that stuff. Like, so yeah. that's, you know, definitely making sure they feel safe. Um, and just really, yeah. Taking time to listen to them and help them walk through this. And there's no like same thing with their grief. There's no timeline on it. There's no right or wrong. Your kids are going to go through it differently. I did want to say something on the, the note of looking like them. Cause I, I did this to Haley one day, like in the very beginning, she's talking to me and I start crying and I was like, your eyes look just like daddy's. And she's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> but then, um, so people always tell Hayden, my oldest, that he looks just like his dad, which he does like more every day as he's becoming older. Um, but then Peyton's like, I look like him too. Like he wants to look like him too. And so to make sure that you're not just saying it to one, or if you're saying like not in front of them all the time in front of the other one, who's like, I want to look like him too. And, yeah. and, and Haley looks a lot like him too. So th those two always get it. Cause he got more of my, Peyton got like the blonde and blue eyes from me and they got the darker, you know, um, eyes and hair and stuff. And so just making sure that you don't make too big of a deal in front of the other kids that they That's look like. really good. Yeah. Just that I've noticed that. Um, and he is actually starting to look a lot more like Luke, um, just as he gets older too. And so I make sure to tell him that. And just that I tell him like his mannerisms are a lot like him and his personality is a lot like him. And so I try to bring up the things that I see that are like his dad and That's like, smart. Yeah. And like, oh my goodness, you remind me of your dad when you do this and, and all of that. I'm going to take that. That's good. Cause I, I see I, the bank. <laughs> Did I see the rain? Yes. <laughs> so then, well, you can take that to the bank. You primarily, uh, excuse me. I'm all confused <laughs> now. I primarily say that stuff to Alexis because Luke does look a lot more like me. Mm -hmm. So I hear poor kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, you know, I'm constantly telling Alexis that she looks like mommy. She reminds me of mommy, but there's a lot of things that Luke has that remind right. me of mommy. And yeah. um, they both have like the sweetest little hearts. Like, yes. Oh, the things they say to each other, just <laughs> mm, so sweet and adorable mm -hmm. and just precious. I know there's probably a lot of people out there with teenagers that are like, yeah, just wait, that'll go away. Uh -huh. <laughs> but just enjoy it right now. But I'm enjoying it right now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, uh, and another thing that I wasn't planning on saying on here, but I just want to, because I think it's important is um, I have started seeing somebody mm -hmm. uh, like dating somebody. And that's been very interesting mm -hmm. because uh, just seeing the, it caused me grief. Honestly, it caused mm -hmm. me grief seeing the kids um, with her she's mm. really sweet to them. She's so nice right. to them and, and they really like her a lot, but there's so many things where I'm like, man, mm. like that should be mommy, you know, and it's nothing right. against her. Right. She's no, really, really great woman, but it's, it's just, 
you know, it, it's just these, these things come up right. and they're just interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had your life planned till death to us part. Right. Exactly. And you thought that meant until we were old, you know, right. and I didn't plan on, um, needing to find, not needing, this is the wrong way to say it, but just to say it, um, needing to find somebody else to help me raise my kids. Like I never thought of right. that. I never planned right. on that. And so I never thought of these things that I would feel seeing somebody else, um, playing with Lacey's kids, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, that, that is challenging at times, but it's, um, it's really sweet Mm -hmm. seeing them have somebody again to that. There's just certain nurturing things that even though I'm, I'm, uh, not the average, I guess, male, as far as like, you know, alpha and, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know, like I have a motherly side, I guess you'd say like, I have a soft side. Right. Um, Uh and, but it's still nothing compared to what a mother can bring. Right. You know what I mean? And I can see mm-hmm. that in a nurturing woman. Right. Um, you know, there you 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 women are just very um you you know, it's you were built that way by God. Right. You have a yeah. very nurturing, uh, kind-hearted, like you don't get frustrated as easily. And I'm I'm pretty slow to anger. Right. Um, but still, I'm still dad. I still have to do right. that dad role. And uh-huh. it's just, uh, it's, it's been interesting to see, but, um, you know, seeing the kids with another person. And so I wanted to bring that up because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are there and mm-hmm. relate to that. And, um, it's, I don't know, it, it's very difficult and it's in its own ways, you know, yeah. to, to see them with somebody else and to like, for example, if we all go out to dinner um, and someone says, oh, well, what does your mommy think about that? And oh, they're like, wow. she's not my mommy. My That's mommy awkward. died. Oh, wow. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, I'm sorry to me. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, it's okay. You didn't, how would you know? You know, <laughs> like, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, like, of course you would assume this is their mom, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a part of you where it's like, oh man, this is hard. It just comes up everywhere. It, it, it's mm-hmm. all the time, you know? And so anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go into all that, but I just, no, I thought I mean, that I was a good it, perspective to share with people that, you know, it's, it's just a whole nother angle. It's a whole nother yeah. aspect that you wouldn't think about. And I think I'll share a little bit too, of what that's kind of like from a teenager's point of view. So, you know, I've started like dating here and there and going out with like friends, it's really friends right now. And, um, a friend that the kids all know, um, came to pick me up and we hung out for a little bit. And when I got back, my oldest was just like in his room, shaking his head. And I was like, what's wrong. He's like, it's just so weird. Like, it's just so weird. You, you know, out with him and like, it's not dad. You know, it was just like a weird, yeah. weird thought for them. You know, they've only seen me with their dad their whole yeah. life. Yeah. And even though just, it's just as friends, it's right. still seeing you. It's with still, another man. and they know they, they totally know that whole situation and stuff. And so it just, it's interesting that they're going to go. It doesn't matter if you're just hanging out with a friend, like, let's just, it's not even like dating, like you're hanging out with somebody they're going to think it's strange because you Mm -hmm. didn't do that when you were married. Like that was like his biggest thing. Like in the beginning, when I started talking to people, he was like, but you wouldn't do that. Like if daddy was here, I'm like, I know, but he's not. And I tried Mm. to explain, like I fulfilled my vows and he's not here anymore. So it's okay for me to start talking to men. Like it's okay. Yeah. You know? And so there's a whole different, like 
Whereas I feel like your kids maybe were like more eager, like want somebody to be there. Yes. My kids are the opposite. <laughs> well, especially my boys, my daughter, she, yeah. she says to me, I just want you to be happy. Like whatever makes you happy. Um, but it's a whole different side of that when it's, you know, teenagers and they're feeling like, I don't want anyone to replace my dad. And of I've had course. to explain that to them. No one will ever replace him. Yeah. You know, it's no one's, I'm not looking for someone to replace him yeah. they, and they don't get it. Like in the beginning, even my oldest, he was like, I just um, like, why can't you just be alone? Why do you have to find someone else? Like daddy wouldn't. I'm like, well, I hope he would. I would want him to be happy, yeah. you know? And he's like, I, I don't understand. And I'm like, well, you know, that like God gives you desire to be married and to be with someone and like, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. No one will ever, you know, so I've had to like really explain, like no one's going to replace him ever. And I'm never trying to do that. And we hate that we have to look. Yeah, this whatever, isn't you know what, what we I mean. planned. This is what we wanted. <laughs> We'd know? rather be with our spouses and not have to deal with this yeah. dating world. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, so it's it definitely there on the teenage side of it too. So wherever your kids are, and I've heard even adult kids, you know, have a hard time with their parents like sure. dating again I and could, all, of, all of that. So wherever you're at, I would think the most important thing is to just like, talk through it with them. Like when it's the right time, they don't always have to know right away, (laughs) but like when it's the right time, you know, or if they're going to see you with somebody, make sure that you talk through it like before, which I did and that they just kind of know where things are at. So they're not feeling in the dark. I think yeah, my kids are super the opposite, right? Like we were dating for, I think like two weeks at the time or something. And they're like, when are you guys getting married? (laughs) I'm like, oh my Lord. Like, (laughs) slow your roll <laughs> right yeah so but it, it was like all the time all the time mm-hmm. um they were asking about it are you guys going to get married are you guys going to get married are you guys going to get married when are you going to get married can I plan your wedding and I'm like oh it was making me really uncomfortable honestly it was causing yeah. me grief. I'm like honey it doesn't work like that I'm so right. sorry like I don't want to just shut you down but like uh-huh. I'm just getting to know her like I right. don't I'm not ready to talk about that with you right. you know and it was like I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, you know, cause they're like, well, you like her. She likes you. We right. like her. She's really nice. Why don't you guys get married? I'm like, right. it they just doesn't work you. that way, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's been, um, it, it's good in most ways. It's been nice to like, you know, have somebody in my life again in a lot of ways, you know, but mm-hmm. it definitely causes grief. It, there's a lot of times where you're just like reminded like, oh yeah, like this is all new. And right. I don't know, like you're like, it feels like, this is what it feels like to me. I built this whole life with Lacey for right. 18 years, almost right. 18 years. And like everything was just, um, we knew each other like the back oh, of our yeah. hands. We had plans for our future. We knew where we were going in life. We knew what we were doing. And then all of a sudden it's like, stop, cut it off. Mm-hmm. Now start over. Yeah. And it's this feeling of like, uh-huh. I remember for a while I was like, before I started dating, I was like, I don't want to start over. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to start over. Like I want what we had. And, right. You, know, you can't have that. And so it's like, well, do you want to be alone forever? Right. Or do you want to start over? Because those are your options. Exactly. And, uh, it's kind of like, dang it. And that like brought me grief, you know, but um, it, it's been, it's been nice in a lot of ways, um, you know, and, and hard in, in some ways too, like, mm-hmm. you know, just for, uh, yeah, just like I said, probably the hardest thing is like 
you know, if I'm, if I'm sitting there in the kitchen and doing something and um, she's playing outside with the kids, it's mm-hmm. really sweet for me to see like, wow, that's cool. Like, yeah. she's totally, like catching lizards with them or mm-hmm. bugs or whatever. And, but at the same time, there's this feeling of like, man, like mommy's missing this, you know, mommy's right. missing these moments. And so anyways, I didn't, I didn't plan on sharing that. Um, but I don't know, it just seemed on topic and yeah, I like being open and vulnerable and honest. And, uh, you know, I that's just good. wanted to, to share that that's just a whole nother aspect yeah. of parenting <laughs> through the grief, you know? And I didn't plan so. on sharing that either, but I think it's important to know the teenage side of it. <laughs> and, yeah, for sure. You know, what kind of things they go through when they see it with someone else. Yeah. 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 I bet that's well, I think it's an animal. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you have anything else to add about parenting through grief? Um, no, I think I think we covered a lot of good stuff. And I hope to the listeners, I hope this is helpful for you just to hear our experiences with young kids and teenagers and that it helps you in some way, you know, and you can definitely like reach out to us, ask us questions. I know this is a topic we haven't talked about, and I'm sure, you know, we'll probably have more to talk about as we go through this more and have more experiences with mm-hmm. our kids and they get older and different milestones and, you know, all of that stuff. So, uh, would you like to close us out in prayer, Mark? Yes, sure. All right. Heavenly father, Lord, we just thank you so much for all the wisdom that you bestow upon us in our daily lives, all of us in this widowed journey. Um, because any day where we get by and, um, you know, get through the day is, is another day blessed by you in some way, shape or form. We just have to recognize it. And I pray that you give us the ability to do that. Um, this isn't what any of us signed up for and any of us wanted, but we pray that you would just carry us through and walk with us and um, carry us through these journeys so that we can be the parents that our children need um, because they're in very unique situations. And um, these, you know, these kids don't know how to do this on their own. They need mm-hmm. to see us. So I pray that you can help us all be strong um, leaders for our family, whether, you know, um, male or female, that you can help us be a leader for our family and um, guide our children through these really uncomfortable, hard roads. Um, and I pray for all the children. I pray for all the children um, mm-hmm. that their parents may be listening right now, or even some children may be listening. Um, I pray for all of them, Lord, that you would give them strength and peace and comfort knowing that no matter what, they have a heavenly father who is there for them, um, no matter what. And, uh, yeah, I thank you for this opportunity to speak to people. And I pray that our words are a blessing and that we represent your kingdom. Well, and it's in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. If you want to email us any questions, prayer requests, Or if you want to be a guest on our show, which we mentioned last week, we'd love to have you and hear your story. You can email us at widowed2 with the number two, widowed2soonm at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, widowed2soon underscore. And if you really like the show, (laughs) you could give it a little bing, five stars on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen. 
So thanks again for listening and we look forward to talking to you next time. Have a great week. Come be our guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. Be our, be guest. our guest. Put, Put our, our service. magic to the test. No, it's service. Oh, whatever. Tie a napkin round your chest. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, now I We have you. forks. We have spoons. <laughs> Don't believe us? Ask the dishes. Okay, okay, we do not have forks or spoons or dishes, but we want to hear your stories. I just can't um, encourage you enough to reach out to us and um, just tell us how God is carrying you through this journey. Or, uh, you know, if you're having a difficult time, please reach out to us. And, yes. you know, we, we want to hear, we want to branch the show out into uh, your guys' stories. So please build up your courage, pray about it, and reach out to us because we'd love to hear your stories. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Right, bye.